The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. A new week starts right here, right now. It's a Monday live on the early line on SportsGrid and all across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch, where you can find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side, and we are together here for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. The conference championships are now set. In the National Football League, the divisional round of the National Football League postseason in the books. Four matchups spread out over the span of the last two days. A doubleheader on Saturday with the one seeds in the fold and advancing. And the marquee matchups on Sunday, including the divisional round rematch in Western New York between the Bills and the Chiefs. Adding another storied game in that young and budding rivalry around the AFC. DRS, so much to get to here over the next three hours. We recap the weekend that was. We set the stage for conference championship Sunday in the National Football League as well. And particularly in the AFC, the more things change, it seems like the more things stay the same. It might as well be the Chiefs' inventational in the AFC championship game as Kansas City advances over the Buffalo Bills. But we got an exciting championship week to talk about next weekend. And away we go off into the Super Bowl, the Final Four, Ben. And we're ready for it. The NFL's Final Four, the final three National Football League games of this 2023 season. Two games on Conference Championship Sunday. The first one will be the AFC title game in Baltimore. It's the Ravens and the Chiefs. We'll, of course, break down how we got to that stage throughout this opening hour. And the NFC Championship game will be the nightcap on a Sunday in Santa Clara. It's the San Francisco 49ers and the Detroit Lions back into an NFC title game for the first time in over three decades. Let's welcome in that Sports Grid Radio audience. Your opening hour live on a Monday on the early line. Sirius XM Channel 159. All of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well. He is Donnie Redside. I am Ben Stevens. So, Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL is set. How did we reach those conclusions? We start the recaps right here, right now. As Donnie said at the top of the show, for a sixth consecutive season, all six seasons, Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback in Kansas City. The Chiefs will play in the AFC Championship game. But this will be a first It will be the first time not staged in Arrowhead, but on the road in Baltimore after Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win the first road playoff game of his NFL postseason career. On the road yesterday in Orchard Park, 27-24 the final. KC booked as an underdog for just the second time this year. Only the 13th time, Donnie, with Mahomes as their starting quarterback. And they win outright, 27 24, that's an 8-5 and straight-up record now for Mahomes and the Chiefs, booked as the underdog in his six years as a starter. And what a wild fourth quarter it was yesterday, seeing a fumble out of the end zone, which basically if that was a touchdown score, the Chiefs probably walk away with an easy victory. But no, you need more Buffalo heartbreak on that late field goal, which we'll get to in just a few moments. But let's focus on Kansas City, Ben, because the one thing that you need some help with in the NFL is luck of the draw. So, Donna, what do you mean luck of the draw? They had to go on the road and beat the Buffalo Bills. I get that. But let's rewind back to last week, Ben. You played the Miami Dolphins. What was the issue with the Dolphins? Not that they're not a great football team, but when you play them. 
extremely injured, particularly at the linebacking position on defense here. You won that game. You're supposed to do that for Kansas City. Now you come into a Buffalo Bills game where, yeah, you were still the underdog here, and Buffalo was supposed to win that football game, but the Buffalo Bills as damaged on defense, Ben, as they were all season long, and you saw the Kansas City Chiefs once again take advantage of that. 27 points yesterday, 26 points the week before. If Buffalo was full go healthy, Matt Milano in that lineup, and another plethora of linebackers, maybe it's a different outcome. But the one thing you can't you can't put a, I guess, a price or a dollar sign on is how good Patrick Mahomes is in the biggest moments here. The Chiefs moving yep. on. As much as in the industry, as I like to say, we get tired of Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs because we love more storylines. It just feels like for so long we kept saying, like, okay, the playoffs are here. It's Tom Brady and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But it's up to these quality football teams to knock them out. But also yep. the missed opportunities. This was your chance, Buffalo Bills, to finally exercise that curse, get past Kansas City, and maybe get on a run to the Super Bowl and a just didn't happen for him. Exercise those demons where a term oh. in Western New York is burned into the brains of Bill's Mafia. Wide right. Tyler Bass had an opportunity under two minutes remaining in regulation to tie the football game at 27 all mm. and his field goal attempt missed right like my slice on the first tee in my first outing of the year after a couple of months off. Wide right Yet again, and for the fourth consecutive postseason, the Buffalo Bills will not appear in a Super Bowl. Four straight AFC East Divisional crowns in the last three playoff runs now for Buffalo. They have come up short in the divisional round. Two of the last three years against this Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City team. The last two consecutive postseasons, Donnie, both times where the narrative was, we got them up in Buffalo in Orchard Park in the conditions, and the Buffalo Bills come up short once again, missed opportunities will be a story. We'll talk about that Tyler Bass missed field goal in just a mm. moment. But, Donnie, you mentioned it. What a wonderful game it was through the first 47 minutes or so of regulation, first three quarters early into that fourth and final stanza. The Kansas City Chiefs scored a touchdown with 14-20 remaining to take a 27-24 lead. That was the last scoring we saw. And if you would have said that at the moment, Donnie, that would have been insane. Five lead changes at that point. It looked like we were getting the divisional round game from the 2021 NFL playoffs back and forth. Allen versus Mahomes, who would have the football last. And things went helter-skelter from there. The Buffalo Bills try a fake punt with DeMar Hamlin deep inside their own territory because KC only had 10 guys on the field. Kansas City then tries to take advantage. Isaiah Pacheco gets down to the one. They give it to Nicole Hartman. He fumbles on the goal line out of the end zone for a touchback. Then Buffalo punts. Kansas City looks like they got the benefit of a missed P.I. call by or a P.I. call that should not have been called. Pass interference by the officials. They can't take advantage. They punt. And then the Buffalo Bills driving down the field into Kansas City territory. Josh Allen had Khalil Shakir open in the end zone, but Chris Jones brings his left tackle, Deion Dawkins, right into his lap. He was bumped. The ball never got there. A missed opportunity on third. And then, of course, the missed field goal by Tyler Bass. What a game it was, Donnie, that got really chaotic in the fourth and final quarter. This is the way it was supposed to go down, though, right? You wanted to see that energy in the building, and the Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia, brought it all game long, and all they wanted to see was a late-game heroic spot here from Josh Allen, and he almost gave that to you, a fourth-down conversion at midfield. The one question would be, like, that third and nine. If you're really being smart, no, and it's a windy night, but they actually believe had the wind at their back in the fourth quarter. You would have hoped maybe Josh Allen turned that up for maybe three or four yards to make it a little bit closer, but you can't fault him. Saw a guy in the end zone, tried to make a play there, didn't happen, but you have to. And yeah. also, didn't you see the stat, the, the stat line here on Bass? Nine of nine in those type of you know conditions late in the ball game to either oh. win or a chance to tie. That's a guy that you would want. That's not a guy you're nervous about making the kick. But by the way, when you watch the kick go up, it's like, wow, it never even had a chance. Mm-hmm. And after the postgame yeah. press conferences, they had those microphones in front of his face. Like, look, I didn't put it far enough left here. I just missed it here. Oh, the heartbreak for the Buffalo Bills, man. Plenty more reaction from the oh. division around up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Patrick Mahomes has been the starting quarterback in Kansas City for six seasons, and in each of those six NFL campaigns, the Chiefs will now play in an AFC championship game. The narratives after Sunday in Western New York, the finale of the divisional round weekend in the National Football League postseason. Donnie, we knew that whatever the outcome was in Orchard Park yesterday, our reactions on this Monday were going to follow the storylines. Patrick Mahomes and his first true road playoff start in his career. That was start number 16 yesterday, by the way, in his six NFL seasons in the playoffs on the road. Could he get a victory over the Buffalo Bills? Could the Bills at home in Orchard Park for a second consecutive year finally get past their demons and into an AFC title game? The answer was Patrick Mahomes continues the glorious run for Kansas City and Josh Allen and Buffalo come up short once again no turnovers from Josh Allen three total touchdowns 72 yards on the ground and two rushing scores 18 rushing TDs for Josh Allen throughout 2023 but the guy on the other side does have the upper hand 17 of 23 for Mahomes 215 yards two touchdowns welcome back Travis Kelsey five grabs 75 yards two receiving scores as well much to the delight of his bare-chested brother Jason Kelsey up in the stands holding his Labatt blue so a big night for Kansas City who Donnie this has been the story of this emerging dynasty for the Chiefs organization six years with Patrick Mahomes as the starting quarterback six births into an AFC championship game Let's start. Let's go star power hunting in this game, Ben, right? And we're going to start with yeah. the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. The handicap all week long was, I think most of us looked at that 43 and a half price at the FanDuel Sportsbook on rushing yards and said, you got to be kidding me here. We know it's going to be on Josh Allen's back here if they want to win this football game. 12 carries, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. That's the heart of a champion here. Even though he didn't win that football game and it might go down as, oh, one of those guys that never could win the biggest of games, a la like a Dan Marino. At least Dan Marino got to a Super Bowl. We're never going to hold that against them because in that performance yesterday, Right. Did you watch that game and say, man, I really wish Josh Allen would have done more maybe with his arm. 26 of 39, 186, one touchdown and no interceptions, not turning the football over, a passer rating of only 86.1. That should have been good enough to win. Let's keep it with the Buffalo Bills here because you need your biggest stars, Ben, in the biggest moments to step up. Has anybody seen Stephon Diggs since October? I mean, what actually happened? I had two prop bets in that yesterday. One was Travis Kelsey, I'll get to in a second. The other was Stephon Diggs at an unbelievably low number of 59 and a half. Didn't show up in that game once again. And by the way, I loved what the Bills did to open up that football game, immediately getting the ball in the hands of Stephon Diggs to make sure he's into that game. First catch, three yards, fumbles out of bounds, caused a penalty on the Buffalo Bills for batting the ball out of bounds. I'm saying, like, man, something just isn't there. But from the Bills' perspective, I love Josh Allen and the way he stepped up. Now let's flip it over to the Kansas City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey, unbelievable performance. Hasn't been himself, hasn't scored in months. In the biggest game on the road when you need your superstar, five catches, 75 yards, and two touchdowns. Isaiah Pacheco out of the backfield. And they said, Don, it's not really a superstar player. He is in that offense. If you want a cold-weather running back, who's going to run with fury, he gave that to you. 15 carries, 97 yards, including that late touchdown in the fourth quarter to take the lead. And Patrick Mahomes, what more can you say? Ben, they only threw the football 
23 times. He completed 17 of those, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 131.6. This isn't the same Kansas City Chiefs team that we've watched over the past three to four years. Right. They're morphing into more of a, we'll play defense. We'll lean on our quarterback. We actually have now a running game, and we'll get some clutch moments from our superstar players like Travis Kelsey. I can't believe the way they're winning. That's a sign of a healthy organization, not a one-track pony yeah. here. Really, really good point, DRS, and a great breakdown. The greatest teams each and every individual season, the greatest franchises that sustain this level of championship-winning success, they find multiple different ways of coming to their end goal, which is wins and titles. And that's what Kansas City has now done. Into the AFC Championship game on Sunday afternoon in the Charm City against the one seed in the AFC, the Baltimore Ravens, a three and a half point spread in favor of the flock. Again, Kansas City will be on the road for the first time in an AFC Championship game despite playing in the AFC title game for six consecutive years. What more did you want out of Josh Allen? It's hard to say, but on that second and nine inside Kansas City territory, if he had just a half second more before Chris Jones brought Deion Dawkins into his lap, he might have found Khalil Shakir for the game-winning or at least go-ahead touchdown. That was under two minutes remaining in regulation. It leads to the 44-yard field goal attempt out of Tyler Bass. And again, the city of Buffalo, the greater western New York area, doesn't need me to repeat these words, but I will one final time wide Right. So that was the second game DRS in the doubleheader on Sunday to end out the division around weekend for the second consecutive Sunday. The first game of the two was in Detroit, a team that had not hosted a playoff game in 30 years, hosted a playoff game on two straight Sundays. In the past eight days, Donnie, the Lions have won double the amount of playoff games, that being two, than they had in the previous 65 seasons prior to 2023. That was one as the Lions hold on and Derek Barnes seals it with a game-winning interception into the final minute and a half of regulation of Baker Mayfield. 31-23. The Lions are going back to the NFC Championship game for the first time since 1991. They cover as a six-and-a-half point home favorite. Great performance here by the Detroit Lions, right? And I guess you could say great is that the line closed around six points, end up winning that game by eight. So if you back the Lions, you absolutely loved it. This game was really interesting because you could take it from the kickoff, right? Sort of a slow start. I'm saying this is the one game in a dome, Ben, where we knew two quarterbacks were going to sling it. We knew two defenses that had a little bit of susceptibility on the back end. And we end up with six total points at the end of the first quarter yep. and only 10 to 10 at the break. And Todd Bowles in that old scheme that he likes, look, I'm going to lean on my defense, not going to force the issue. Everybody on X and Twitter getting angry like you gotta go for it if you want to win even myself saying hey look he's looking to play to cover as opposed to win but it actually worked that theory here because they were in it all the way up through halftime it's like you know what the missed opportunities here for the Detroit Lions not with the ability to take care of some of those issues that they had on the back end it was working out in their favor but the second half here we knew Mike Evans was going to be large in this game but eight catches 147 and a touchdown Cade Otten who was shot out of a cannon last week against the Philadelphia Eagles continued that five catches 65 yards and a touchdown here Baker Mayfield finished with three 349, but it just wasn't enough here. Why? Because that offense for the Detroit Lions is absolutely sensational in all ways. Jameer yeah. Gibbs, nine carries for 75 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, not that 100-yard performance, but still a touchdown and 77 yards in this ball game. But if we were looking at the end of it, I love it when it comes right down to the wire. You had it in Buffalo last night. You also had it for the Buccaneers. A 14-point lead here, which evaporated on a great Mike Evans you know, run at the end of that, i say maybe about five, six minutes in the fourth quarter, ends up scoring that touchdown. Yeah. They get the football back you're like Baker's gonna do it again isn't he and the defense came up strong where you don't rely on their pass defense they had the biggest interception of that game to seal it you feel so good for Detroit because this is something that hasn't happened in a long time but also don't forget yeah. this was a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team that not a lot of people expected a lot of because why Baker Mayfield was your quarterback and now it's apparent Baker Mayfield is your future quarterback as well if they could pay Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers with a buck 50 left in the game on their own 10-yard line had to drive 90 yards and get a two-point conversion if they were going to tie the game at 31 apiece because Todd Bowles did not like the analytics early in the game when he needed to be aggressive and go for it on fourth down. He did when Tampa scored that first touchdown down 31-17, did not get the two-point conversion, though, to make it just a six-point 
margin. First offensive possession for Tampa Bay, an interception. That really kind of Mm. on Mike Evans, ball tipped up in the air. And the man, C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who likes to talk some smack, backed it up with his INT and then pitched it back to Baker Mayfield on the sideline. The final pick of the game, the third-year pro out of Purdue. Derek Barnes, the first interception, Donnie, of his three-year career in the National Football League, happening to seal a victory for the Lions in the division around to send Detroit back to an NFC Championship game for the first time in 32 years. Mm. We'll continue to break down what happened in the Motor City before we go to the Saturday doubleheader. A recap of the division round up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on this Monday, recapping everything around the division, around weekend in the National Football League postseason. Donnie, for the first time since the 1991 NFL season, the Detroit Lions will play in the NFC Championship game. They hadn't won a playoff game since that 1991 campaign. In the span of the last eight days, two consecutive Sundays, the Lions have won two home playoff games you mentioned Baker Mayfield yesterday the two costly interceptions mainly that final one with a minute and 35 remaining in regulation but I think there is also a testament to what has been built once again in the Motor City third year with the head coach Dan Campbell under the general manager Brad Holmes and look at who led the way yesterday for Detroit huge game out of Jameer Gibbs, the rookie running back who was drafted 12th overall in the opening round of the 2023 NFL Draft, where oftentimes, Donnie, people say positional value for a running back that early on. Brad Holmes, are you crazy? 114 scrimmage yards and a touchdown yesterday. Sam Laporta led the game with nine receptions. Nine grabs, 65 yards is that security blanket for Jared Goff. And on the other side, What a day for Brian Branch, the rookie safety out of Alabama. Nine tackles, a team high, eight of them a solo tackle. He had a sack, a quarterback hit, and two tackles for loss. This rookie class in 2023 leading the way for the reemergence of this Detroit Lions franchise into a NFC championship game once again. And yeah, Jared Goff over his passing yards prop of 279 and a half. And Amon Ross St. Brown with 77 receiving yards. Not all that bad either. Yeah, and it's great. The balance on offense that they have been is something that we can look forward to. And quite frankly, it's been sensational in 2023. Maybe we should have known opening night when they took on the Kansas City Chiefs in their own building and won that football game, what we would know for the remaining parts of the season. And quite frankly, even a year before, Ben, we say, you know what? We're going to announce our presence for the next year in this game where we knock Green Bay out in their own building here to set that tone for the offseason. And they certainly did that. And also, they faced some adversity in this game. Tight game, of the, tight game at the half, which maybe they should have had a little bit more of a lead, even hanging on at the end saying, you know what? Usually our offense can salt this game away. Weren't able to do so. You got that football back, and you could probably hear a little bit of that groan in the crowd like, 
oh, Mayfield's got the football back. It's eight. We've been in Detroit. Yeah. We haven't had much winning. We know how this ends here and getting right away without even that drive starting where it's like, okay, it's in the red zone here for Tampa Bay. See if they can score. They end that drive immediately and the party was started in Detroit. But also, just take a look at their offense. I think they have the best offensive coordinator, not, not head coach offense coordinator, just pure offensive coordinator in the league in Ben Johnson. Jared Goff has been amazing yeah. in this offense. 30, uh, 30 uh, pass, excuse me, 43 passing attempts and 30 completions yesterday. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. I love to have over one and a half total in this game, which he did clear that late with the Amon Ross St. Brown touchdown. But also look at the back foot. Isn't it perfect? David Montgomery. It's like Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside out here with Jameer Gibbs. Yeah. It flows perfectly. You have that dominant number one wide receiver in Amon Ross St. Brown and a plethora of other speed guys that have been stepping up in the playoffs around him. But also sometimes it feels like, Ben, we talk about like in all sports, like, hey, let's add a player late at the deadline here just to get us over the top. Even though Laporta was there all season long, you thought, or yeah. at least I thought here, that he was going to be out for the playoff run and what a devastating injury because of how good he is at tight end. He plays last week with a miracle, scores a touchdown. He plays this week nine catches for 65 yeah. yards in this game. And you know every week, we have Doc one a little bit later in the show, he's probably getting healthier as the weeks go here. This offense right. is perfect in the NFL. They're going to have a tough test next week here, but they've leaned on that offense all season long, Ben, and not only has it provided, it's had huge wins week after week after week. And I know we're not supposed to do this yet, but we're expecting temperatures in the high 60s, light winds, and no rain in San Mm. Francisco. That's huge for Detroit. Listen, it's an outdoor game, but Jared Goff is a native of the Bay. Jared Goff Um, knows Northern California. We'll talk about that NFC Championship game in just a moment. But we all remember Dan Campbell's introductory press conference in late January of 2021, where he had the famous line of, you knock us down, we're going to get back up, and we're going to bite off your kneecap on the way back up. And people laughed, and people poked, and during hard knocks when all the Lions' enthusiasm was there, and they got off to a 1-6 and start a season ago, people were like, maybe it's just a gimmick. It's not. There's a clear belief and mentality in this Lions team that they should be here. Donnie, you well know, there's a saying in the Motor City, in the greater Detroit area, S-O-L. Some people might take that as blank out of luck. (laughs) S-O-L in Detroit is same old Lions. These are not those same old Lions into an NFC Championship game for the first time in more than three decades. Where? They will head to Santa Clara, California, to take on the San Francisco 49ers. The Niners have been booked as the NFC title favorites since the middle of 2023. The Niners were a minus 180 NFC championship favorite entering this division around before they even played a single postseason game. So the Niners being in that NFC championship game and a six and a half point favorite against Detroit should come as no surprise. But Don, it was anything but easy for those 49ers on Saturday night. They do win 24-21 against the Green Bay Packers. That's five consecutive playoff wins against Green Bay. Matt LaFleur falls to 0-3 all-time against Kyle Shanahan, his former colleague, when they have reached the playoff run. But again, anything but easy. It was San Francisco down 21-17 when they got the ball back with six minutes and 18 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Brock Purdy leads a 12-play 69-yard drive that took just over five minutes and Christian McCaffrey finds the end zone for a second time in that game with just a minute and seven seconds left. Jordan Love, who was sensational, throws a bad interception as the Packers were trying to put together a come-from-behind drive. San Francisco into an NFC championship game for the fourth time in the last five seasons, winning 24-21. Green Bay does cover, though, as a a nine-and-a-half point underdog. And sometimes you just take a look and say, we can't trust our kickers sometimes in the biggest moments. The Buffalo Bills have a very good kicker. And again, in the biggest moment, you couldn't trust him with a missed field goal. I'm not saying that's why they lost that football game, because there's a lot more plays than a missed field goal. But you sent it right around the Green Bay Packers where they were having the drive. They needed to put that final nail in the coffin for the 49ers. They get all the way downfield, a 41-yard field goal wide to the left here miss, which gave that life back into the stadium, back in that offense. Mike goes, you know what? Now we can drive down and get a touchdown and win this game. You still have to do that. Brock Purdy wasn't great all night long. And by the way, that loss to Debo Samuel early in the game really hurt that offense. But who did you lean on? 
Christian McCaffrey, 17 carries, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. And also Christian McCaffrey with 12 targets out of the backfield. I don't think he was feeling the effects of that calf injury late in the season. But when you needed Brock Purdy, he absolutely delivered, which include a massive red zone run here to put them closer and closer to scoring a touchdown here. You sort of felt bad for the Green Bay Packers because from my vantage point in this game, they were the better team for the majority of the game, but they just couldn't close the door. And you saw Jordan Love on that final drive. You had all of your timeouts, a minute to play. You didn't need a touchdown. You just needed a field goal. Your only job as quarterback is to get your guys in position to kick a field goal. Get it around midfield here. You can't force throws. And sometimes defensive backs and linebackers just make great plays here out on the field. That yeah. wasn't the case. It was a terrible desperation no. pass that you didn't need over the middle that got intercepted and away the 49ers go into the NFC Championship game. But the sign of a true champion is even when you don't bring your A game like Brock Purdy didn't have, show up in the biggest right. moments. And Brock Purdy absolutely, Ben, did that. And that will really be how we evaluate Brock Purdy. That final drive, yeah. again, 12 plays, 69 yards, just over five minutes in terms of times of possession. Brock Purdy on that final drive, was 6 of 7 for 47 yards. Also two rush attempts for 11 yards, proving vital in terms of making things more manageable throughout that final offensive possession for San Francisco. Anders Carlson, the rookie kicker, drafted Mm. in the sixth round of 2023 by Green Bay out of Auburn. Donnie, this year was a perfect 20 of 20 in his field goal attempts from under 40 yards. But his six misses... All came from 40-plus, less than an 82% conversion rate on his field goals in 2023. That was bottom half of league and by a pretty good margin. And we talked often about Jordan Love and what he brought entering this football game. Eight of the last 10 for Green Bay, at least 250 passing yards. His passing yards prop against the Niners was 246 and a half. He stays well under only 194 yards. Did throw two touchdowns, but two costly interceptions picked off by Drake Greenlaw, which is 52 ticks remaining in that NFC division around matchup. And by the way, Aaron Jones, sensational down the stretch. 18 carries for 108. That was the linchpin in this football game. You knew the Packers would have a chance if he was able to get going on the ground, and he did that. It just felt like a huge wasted opportunity. And also, you can go back, I believe, to 2010 when Aaron Rodgers was a young quarterback on that wild card run that they went on. It was like, hey, look, you don't have those true superstar players at wide receiver, but you see a quarterback emerging right in front of your eyes. And this playoff run had those capabilities because had they won yesterday and now you would have a Green Bay versus Detroit game, you'd probably be looking at like, hey, Green Bay has got a legitimate chance to go to the Super Bowl, and away you go similar to what we saw early in Aaron Rodgers' career. It just feels like you're going to wake up in the two cities today, in Buffalo and Green Bay, and it's like, man, what really could have been? Because both of those teams probably should have won their games and didn't, and those are the hardest to carry into the offseason. Brock Purdy's final stat line, 23 of 39 for 252 and a touchdown. That one touchdown to George Kittle. The Cyhawk connection flourishes in Santa Clara, 81 yards for Kittle. We will talk about Debo Samuel's shoulder injury with the pro football doc, Dr. David Chow, a little bit later on. The San Francisco 49ers into an NFC title game for the fourth time in the last five years and propelled for the second consecutive year by Christian McCaffrey. 17 carries, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. Also 30 receiving yards. Christian McCaffrey has had 100 scrimmage yards pretty much every single game. He has been fully healthy since the middle of November. We'll look at the first game of the divisional round and then the conference championship up next on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. (laughs) 
the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The first game of the four in the divisional round of the National Football League postseason here in 2023 was in the Charm City. Lamar Jackson trying to buck the narrative that he can't win in the playoffs. And believe me, Baltimore did just that on Saturday afternoon. The flock absolutely hammering the Houston Texans 34-10. to Baltimore easily covering as a 9.5-point favorite. The pregame total that dropped ever so slightly to 43.5 does go over. Lamar Jackson picks up just his second playoff win and his five postseason starts in the Baltimore Ravens. Donnie will play in an AFC championship game for the first time in more than a decade. First time since the 2012 NFL season when, of course, they ended that season as a Super Bowl champion. And Baltimore Ravens, their defense was absolutely spectacular. It's been a mm. solid unit all year long. And also, Ben, we're going to start talking about this, right? The next team who they play, which we have all week to handicap, not going to run into a banged up and injured linebacking core. So we'll see how that plays out. But also, didn't you have that inclination at the half? Like, don't do this, Ravens. Like, we know you're the number one AFC seed. You're the best team. You're at home. You're rested and ready. It's a rookie quarterback. Why is that rookie quarterback not even playing well yet? And you're tied at the break at 10. Well, the second half was a completely different story as the Ravens 24 yeah. to nothing over the Texans here and got that 34 to 10 win overall. But I was a little bit worried. But you know what I wasn't? Here's what I love again. You pay superstar players to perform in big games. I know it sounds cliche here, but when you look at the Ravens and you said before that game started, Ben, let me get this straight. We're looking at around 20-degree temperatures, 15-mile-an-hour winds. I have a quarterback that's unbelievably athletic. He should be able to control the day. I'm not taking anything away from C.J. Stroud, but he's certainly not the runner that Lamar Jackson is. So when you take a look at the right. rushing, 11 carries for 100 yards and two touchdowns. They're unaccounted for yards and touchdowns. That's not supposed to happen in the NFL. Quarterbacks aren't supposed to run for close to 100 or two touchdowns here. Everybody else is supposed to do that, so that makes it even harder for the defense to clamp down on your offense the way it is. And how about Lamar Jackson, 16 of 22 in those windy conditions, ultra efficient for 152 yeah. yards, and also, Ben, chipping in with two touchdown passes and no interceptions here. You want to be the MVP of the league? You got to win games like this in sloppy, you know, atmospheres. I'm not saying it was rainy out there, but just in cold right. conditions with windy where, hey, if I throw a bad football, it might end up in an interception. I love the way the Ravens played. I love the way they finished it out because sometimes you do have a little bit of rust here to start these games. The same thing with the 49ers coming off those roughly three weeks of buys, but they certainly turned yeah. back into form, not even giving up an offensive touchdown to the Houston Texans in this game. That was fantastic. Here go the Ravens on that march to the Super Bowl. Only a punt return touchdown in the opening half was the yeah. only seven the Texans saw all Saturday afternoon and pure dominance in that second half. Whether it was shaking off the rust, a hard halftime speech from John Harbaugh, something clicked for Baltimore. Four offensive possessions in the second half. A score on all four, three touchdowns to start, a field goal to really ice things away late in that fourth quarter. In the final two touchdown drives for Baltimore, Donnie, there in the second half were double-digit plays over seven minutes in times of possession, and it went at least 78 yards down the field. The Houston Texans, up until the final drive when the game was well out of hand, down by 24 points, the Texans only ran 16 total plays in the second half until that final drive. And that was only three plays. So Houston was really left out of the equation in those final 30 minutes of regulation by the Baltimore Ravens. And narrative or not, storyline or not, drama or not, the truth of the matter was Lamar Jackson in four playoff starts entered this postseason run winning just one 
time. There were going to be those narratives to either be bucked or to be furthered following the game on Saturday in the Charm City. So when all of the onus is on a quarterback, when all of the onus is on the presumed NFL MVP in 2023, how do you perform? Lamarvelous, as our graphic might say. Only 152 passing yards, fine. But again, the conditions dictated that. 100 yards on the ground, four total touchdowns, not a turnover in that football game against the Houston team that had two pick sixes against Joe Flacco, the former Baltimore Raven, just a week prior. Five playoff games for Lamar Jackson now, Donnie, in his National Football League career. He has ran for at least 100 yards, reaching the century mark in three of those five games. He's been great. He's been great. And this is what he's supposed to do down the stretch. And this is why he's going to be named MVP of the regular season with a great possibility, Ben, to be MVP of the Super Bowl as well. But also 352 yards of offense. That's what you needed there, right? No turnovers is the key here. Have it holding the football, Ben, for close to 38 minutes against the Houston Texans. Now let's flip it over because Lamar's going to get a lot of the accolades and rightfully so. Highest paid player on that football team by a wide margin, but also doing it with different players, right? This isn't like, hey, well, he turns around and hands off the J.K. Dobbins, who had 1,400 yards and 11 touchdowns on the season. He wasn't there. The Gus boss is in the backfield here, along with a plethora of other guys like Dalvin Cook that he's leaning on. Look at the wide receiver position. He paid Odell Beckham Jr. like $20 million. The guy even barely plays, but you're leaning on young guys like rookies in Zay Flowers. It's unbelievable to watch. And also, Isaiah Likely coming out of the shadows this season as a young, competent tight end that's getting his chance to shine. And on deck for you is maybe one of the top three tight ends in football coming back in Mark Andrews. So more help is on the way. But Ben, let's focus and give a shout out here to the defense of the Baltimore Ravens under Mike McDonald. Is it Mike McDonald his last name? Is that it? Did I get that correct? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. All right. He's, he might even be a head coach by the time it's all said and done. Doing it a little bit differently than the Ravens have done in the past, which is a lot of blitzing combinations. But looking yesterday, or on a Saturday, 213 yards of offense, the Houston Texans. Now, you might say, like, hey, Don, it was bad conditions, 14-10 final. No, this was a blowout, which means, like, the Houston Texans were probably going up against prevent defenses in the second half and still couldn't do anything. And also from a Ravens perspective, 34 points they scored, they weren't even easy. And what I say by easy is there were no turnovers by the Houston Texans in this game. Like, oh, two pick sixes or a pick six, or we got set up in our own red zone on a fumble by the Texans. That wasn't the case. This was a runaway in the second half to get those vibes out. Because, again, at a half, I had that uneasy feeling like, am I going to have to hedge out of my Ravens Super Bowl pick because I think they might lose to the Texans just so I get some money back? No siree here as they move on to the AFC Championship game. I was really impressed the way they closed that game down, Ben. Lamar was sacked more times than C.J. Stroud. Stroud threw for more yards than Lamar Jackson. But the big difference, three Ravens ran the ball for at least 40 yards, led by Lamar, who was the leading rusher against the Houston Texans on the opening Sunday of the year in the final Saturday of the season as well, bookending a run to the Ravens to an AFC championship game. So before we dive into the AFC title game, what the odds look like, what the storylines will be, on Sunday afternoon in the Charm City. One final time for the Houston Texans. No, it wasn't the storybook ending they were hoping for on Saturday afternoon in Baltimore against the Flock. But this Texan side wasn't supposed to be here. Rookie head coach Indomico Ryans, who should win the Coach of the Year award. Rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, who was drafted second overall. But, Donnie, we entered that draft night in late April thinking Stroud's stock had fallen to a point he'd be lucky to go in the top 15, which was asinine at the time. And C.J. Stroud proved that each and every week throughout the 2023 NFL season. He's going to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. A win total for the Texans at six and a half before the year got started. To even see the playoffs was plus 490. To win an AFC South Divisional crown was 10 to 1. And the Texans did all of that. No doubt about it, Donnie. It is a bright future ahead in H-Town. C.J. Stroud throwing for less than 200 yards in a game he was fully healthy and completed for the first time since the end of October. But he's the face of the franchise, led by D'Amico Ryans. If you are a Texans or supporter, you are incredibly optimistic for the future, regardless of the result on Saturday against the Ravens.
Yep, and I'll echo that. Like as I said in the previous segment, you wake up in Buffalo today, that loss hurts. You wake up in Green Bay, that loss really hurts. Now, granted, Green Bay still does have a young quarterback, but the point is nobody's waking up in Houston going, like, man, that was such a terrible game on Saturday. I can't believe we wasted the season. The sky is the limit there because they finally got it right with the head coach and the quarterback and a way they can go on their run. Now, they have Tank Dell, who got injured this year. He'll be back next year. Nico Collins was great this year. Let me tell you something. They have a lot of money down there in Houston. Guys are going to hit the free agent market like a Mike Evans, who I don't know if he's going to be able to escape Tampa Bay. But if you add a legitimate, I mean, look, I'm not knocking Nico Collins and Tank Dell. Quality out there. Haven't done it for a long time yet. You get a true veteran, number one, to go with C.J. Stroud in that offense. My goodness, I don't know what he's going to do next year to the NFL. But the case in point is the Houston Texans have arrived, and we might be getting used to them playing over the next five, six, seven, eight years as true Super Bowl contenders. Great to see in Houston for a franchise that was so down on his luck that thought they had their previous franchise guy who gave up on them. They gave up on him, and who knows what was going to take place in that front office. They nailed it here, and they're on their way up. Going to be fascinating to see what the AFC South divisional odds look like for 2024. Of course, the Jaguars stumbled in a mighty way down the stretch, but still Trevor Lawrence entering year number four. Indianapolis overexceeded on expectation in the first year under Shane Steichen, and they should add Anthony Richardson as their starting quarterback in 2024. And maybe everybody's looking up at C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. Under D'Amico Ryans, a stout defense, a stout defensive model. It should be an attractive spot in free agency or some offseason acquisitions. Defensively, though, is where the Ravens shine. The best scoring defense in the National Football League, like Donnie mentioned, coordinated by Mike McDaniel, Mike McDonald, excuse me, for a second consecutive year. He worked under Jim Harbaugh as the D.C. with Michigan, now under John Harbaugh, of course, in Baltimore. The Ravens were the only defense that allowed less than 17 points per game on average throughout the regular season. They only allowed 10 and not a single offensive touchdown to Houston on Saturday. So that does it for the divisional round. Now a conference championship weekend and a conference Mm. championship Sunday. The first game up the AFC title game in the Charm City, the Ravens and the Chiefs. A three-and-a-half-point spread in favor of Baltimore, the over-under 44 and a hook. We will dive into these games, Donnie, coming up in our second hour. Early thoughts, though, about that AFC championship showdown, Lamar Jackson and his Ravens hosting Patrick Mahomes and his Chiefs. The Ravens shouldn't blink in this one. They really shouldn't. This is their game to shine. This is their Super Bowl to win this year, at least play for one. And Lamar Jackson getting that monkey off his back, right? Saying, you know what? They everybody struggle in the playoffs. Only have one playoff win. And we've had these high expectations before and haven't performed. This is an MVP season that's going to be coordinated with a Super Bowl appearance. Don't blink Baltimore because you should be on that flight out to Las Vegas and be ready to rock and roll for a championship here. I'm so excited for this game. The first game of the uh, championship weekend as well, which I do like as well. At least I'll be up for the entire game. So that's a plus as well. That is huge. 3 p.m. Eastern time kick in the Charm City. Baltimore enters conference championship Sunday with the second best price to win Super Bowl Sunday at plus 210. Behind the favorites, the San Francisco 49ers. A plus 145 price for the 49ers to win Super Bowl 58. San Francisco booked as a favorite in all 18 games so far this season. Nearly a touchdown favorite in the NFC Championship game against the Detroit Lions. A six and a half point number, Donnie, in favor of San Francisco. And rightfully so, it should be that way. But if you talk about championship weekend, it's like, oh, I wish this team wasn't here. We have two unbelievably great football games to break down all week long. And we could certainly yeah. sit back, relax, and watch them play. And then sooner or later, we're talking about the Super Bowl, and away we go. The one seeds versus the three seed in each championship game. We will have some early breakdowns and previews in our second hour. But we round out the opening hour of the early lineup next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Rounding out this opening hour of a Monday Live right here on the early line on SportsGrid. It's Ben and it's Donnie. So now the NFL's Final Four will enter Conference Championship Weekend. The first game up on Conference Championship Sunday is in Baltimore. It's the Ravens and the Chiefs. The nightcap on Conference Championship Sunday in Santa Clara. The 49ers and the Detroit Lions. That means 28 other teams Already into the offseason, we thought for a good majority of 2023 DRS, the Philadelphia Eagles would be there on conference championship Sunday, more than likely in a rematch against the San Francisco 49ers. It did not work out. The birds stumbling a disastrous end down their 2023 stretch, losing six of their final seven games, including, of course, a week ago today, Super Wild Card Weekend, the finale in Tampa Bay. They gave up 30 two points and that was the story of the struggles this year for Philadelphia a terrible defensive unit that was one of the best in the National Football League just a season ago and because of that the acting defensive coordinator I guess Sean Desai was fired yesterday by Philadelphia Donnie was it the right move by Philly to move on from Desai and try to bring in a different DC moving forward Oh, absolutely it was. No question about it. And also from an Eagles perspective here, whiffing on both coordinators this year, offensively and defensively, they usually doesn't turn out great. And somehow they had a 10-1 record and let it crumble. But if I would watch the Eagles play yesterday against the Lions in the Dome, the Lions would probably score 65 points. Now getting back to the defensive Mm -hmm. coordinator, I would like a new voice in the room because defenses in the NFL usually aren't that bad overall, Ben. And I know we have good defenses and bad ones. But the reason I'm bringing this up is it looked like the Eagles had no idea what the coverages were. When everybody's wide open... That's not necessarily we don't have enough talent. That just means the scheme is horrendous and nobody actually knows who to cover. Get some continuity in there next year. How about Wink Martindale? Come on, bring him in the Philly. We'd love that year. Oh, Wink would be a good Philly guy. Sean Desai was pulled from calling the plays defensively. Then Matt Patricia became the guy. He's also going to move on. It was a weird year in Philadelphia. Hour two starts in less than a minute. Every day our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.